it's all, it was, I think it was a bigger crowd than the 8 a.m. service, uh, which was its own kind of uh, testimony. More on that later. Uh, this morning I want to talk a little bit about uh, God's work of, of restoration in our lives. Um, for me, there's a new year. It's sort of that time to think about, okay, what's God got going on in my life, and what, what needs work? I'm, I love making plans. I like thinking about the, you know, where, where am I uh, weak that I could be stronger? Where are areas in my life that, that I could improve? I'm also easily distracted, and I get a new idea about every five minutes. So by the time February runs around, I can't even remember what I thought I was going to go do. And um, if I didn't write anything down in January, which this year I didn't, uh, I'm not even sure what I was thinking in terms of uh, how we were, what it was I was going to try to go fix because now I'm focused on the new microwave I got to go buy or, or whatever. Um, uh, so uh, I'm, I don't know if you're, if you're like that, uh, but uh, if you are, uh, I mind you, it's already February, okay? <laughs> it's already the second month of 2020. Um, and I think you're probably like me in that you have discovered this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. We need to uh, find a way to get back on track. Maybe if you're off track a little bit in whatever you're doing, uh, maybe you're on it and you need uh, some encouragement along the way uh, to do it. But uh, for me and maybe for you, you probably got a lot on your plate and you're probably wondering now that it's February, whatever happened to plan A? Uh, Let's figure out what that was. So with that in mind, we're going to take a look at, uh, at the word in the book of uh, Ezra. And uh, my uh, uh, theme this morning is inspiration followed by perspiration followed by celebration. So uh, at, this, at the point in February when you're trying to figure out what it was you were supposed to do in the first place, you might need some inspiration. So... Um, just to remind you where we are in the movie, or if you haven't seen the movie version of Ezra and Nehemiah, uh, the, uh, uh, as Alec and, and Dallas have pointed out to us, uh, King Cyrus allowed the uh, exiled Jews to go back and uh, to take back with them some of the things Nebuchadnezzar had, had taken when uh, Jerusalem was sacked. And they had made a great beginning, the, uh, the Jewish people. They, they could, made it back, and they stood up the altar again. And they started uh, the sacrifices. And they started the foundations of the temple. They, were, they had more than just, um, just an altar. Uh, and they were off to a pretty good start. But uh, what happened next was a essential maneuver by the local government. They didn't like what they saw for a variety of reasons. And the uh, local governor uh, won in this appeal back to the new king. And the people were stopped. Uh, by, if you look in Ezra chapter 4, verse 23, it's not on your sheet, so if you'll have to look back in your Bible if you've got one. Ezra 4, 23 mentions that the people were force of arms. So they might have had a really good intentions. They might have been discouraged a little bit, but at some point the swords came out and they stopped their work. Uh, and no, no more work was done for a while until there was, as they say, a change of administration uh, in Persia, and there was a new king, Darius. So to your, uh, your handouts, and we're talking in Ezra chapter 5. And here's just the first two verses of, um, of Ezra chapter 5. When the prophets, uh, Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Iddo, 
prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Jeshua, the son of Jozadak, arose and began to rebuild the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, supporting them. So in spite of the current legal situation that they were in, a little bit murky, new king, but we think this is something we could consider. Uh, Lots of inertia, lots of possibly... Uh, local people against what they were doing in the first place. Uh, These two prophets showed up, talked to the people, and uh, uh, encouraged them to to move forward. But what exactly did they say? So, uh, again, this isn't in your handout because I wanted to keep it short, but I'm going to read to you the first uh, seven verses of the prophet Haggai. These are the last or the last, let's see, Malachi is the last one. If you've, got, if you've gotten to Malachi, you've gone too far. So we're going to talk about uh, Malachi and Zechariah. So, or I'm sorry, Haggai and, and Zechariah. First seven verses of Haggai. And remember, this is, this is the words of the prophets supporting the people. In the second year of Darius the king, on the first day of the sixth month, they came by the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, This people says the time has not come, even the time for the house of the Lord to be rebuilt. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your while this house lies desolate? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much, but harvest little. You eat, but there is not enough to be satisfied. You drink, but there is not enough to become drunk. You put on clothing, but no one is warm enough. And he who earns, earns wages to put into a purse with holes. Says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. It's pretty supportive language. Um, Now we're going to skip over to the prophet Zechariah. First uh, six verses there. In In the eighth month of the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, the prophet, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo, saying, the Lord was very angry with your... Therefore say to them, thus says the Lord of hosts, return to me, declares the Lord of hosts, that I may return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Do not be like your fathers, to whom the the former prophets proclaimed, saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, return now from your evil ways and from your evil deeds. But they did not listen or give heed to me, declares the Lord. Your fathers, where are they? And the prophets, do they live forever? But did not my words and my statutes statutes which I commanded my servants, the prophets, overtake your fathers. Then they repented and said, As the Lord of hosts purposed to do, us, to, to, do to us in accordance with our ways and deeds, so with us. And the rest of Zechariah is a little bit longer than Haggai. It's a lot of apocalyptic imagery that is a little bit different. But notice the call of the supportive prophets to the people. Um, I would encourage you all to, uh, if you're working through the Bible, take some time this week. You can read through these two short books. If you're going to pick Haggai, it's only two chapters. You can do it, uh, but you can probably read through both. But I would encourage you to, to uh, consider uh, these books. And uh, on your sheets, uh, there's a little blank to fill out kind of what supporting a prophet supporting them sounds like to you. So what strikes you in that language? So the prophets show up. They encourage the people, they support them, essentially make them, ask them to consider what they're doing, get back to plan A, and the work resumes. 
That was all the inspiration that the people needed to get going. But remember, had the legal situation changed at this point? Not exactly. Um, now, there's, um, I'm using the phrase perspiration just as a little uh, memory jogger for you. And there's, there's at least two kinds of perspiration. Now, I'm not a doctor, so there may be more, so don't, don't confuse anything that I'm about to say with any medical advice. Uh, but there's the kind of perspiration when you're, you're physically active, you're, you're on a long hike, or you're doing a lot of manual labor, and you perspire, and it's, uh, it's uh, your body's way of maintaining a cooler temperature. Then there's the kind of perspiration where you're not doing anything particularly physical, maybe you're not doing anything all at all, but you're worried about something, or you're sick, or you're fearful, and you get that sweat, that thing like, I gotta teach base camp tomorrow, sweat. That, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> they, <laughs> these are jokes, uh, but, uh, but I, I, I have had both kinds of sweat, and you probably have too. So the, the question here is, um, what kind of sweat are the people up against now? Uh, they've got both going on. They've, got, they've decided we're going to get back to that foundation of the temple. We're going to make the temple happen. Uh, but we're not sure if that, that whole uh, stopped by force thing is going to happen again, if, the, uh, if this uh, appeal back to Darius doesn't go the way that, that we wanted. The... Um, So in spite of their doubts, um, they, uh, they got back to work. But the, here's the legal machinery that's going on. The local governor uh, decides, um, I'm not sure that's uh, okay, even though there's a new king, but I'll, I'll send a letter to the new king, but I think this is going to go badly for you Jews. Uh, so um, uh, ahead, but I'm going to need the names of everybody that you've got working on the wall right now. So if you could fill out this form for me, we're going to send this back to the king, and then we're going to have your names, and then when we get the letter back, we're probably going to have to go back to what we did to you before, and, uh, and then you'll stop. But, but they did it. Um, and if you look through uh, uh, Ezra chapter 5, the, and, uh, 4 and 5, it's interesting to me that they, uh, they do give these names to the local governor, like, okay, fine, we're, we're doing this, and here's who's doing it. They're, they're honest about who's, who's on it. But verse 5 in chapter 5 says, uh, The eye of their God was on the elders of the Jews, and they, meaning the government, did not stop them until a report could come to Darius. So for whatever reason, they decided they weren't going to take up arms against the Jews right there. Uh, the people moved out in faith. They weren't sure of the legal scenario, uh, and they pressed ahead. But the governor himself reported to Darius, The eye of their God is on them. The local governor could see it. It was starting to happen. God was beginning to go up. It's also very likely there was some local pressure to stop what they were doing, you know, particularly if your hut was in the area of the new foundation or if they were, you know, people are moving in, building some stuff. People uh, tend to um, cause trouble. They had done it before. Um, but uh, the people were faithful. And the good news is, uh, in, if you read the remainder of uh, chapter 5, um, and the start of uh, chapter 6, the uh, skilled administrators of the day found, I don't know what they used for, you know, how, where, where do you file a scroll? I don't, I don't you know, they, they found it in some city somewhere, the original decree from, and there was Artaxerxes in the beginning and now Darius. They found it, and uh, Darius in chapter 6 says, uh, hey, if it was good enough for Cyrus, it's good enough for me, and 
uh, at this point, I'll just say there's some colorful language about what Darius intends to do to people who get in the way of all of uh, the uh, construction. Uh, and if you think Bible reading is kind of, if your kids are, think there's nothing exciting in the Bible, uh, pull out Ezra chapter 6, show them you know, what happens to people that, that get in the way of these kinds of things. Uh, I'm not going to read it to you, but I, but I think it's, it's really interesting uh, to me. But Darius decides Cyrus is the way to go. They send the letter back. And now the governor and the legal system is on the same side. Uh, the work gets to continue. So now there's only one kind of sweat, right? So they're only working, working hard getting this temple done. I, I need to point out that um, this is uh, uh, not like building a uh, casino in Las Vegas when we go from verse 12 to verse 15, where you can get it done in three months, inches of modern equipment. You have... Uh, three verses from uh, verse 12 to verse 15, suddenly the temple's done. Okay, verse 12 is, it's okay, continue, and then three verses later, ah, it's all over, no problem. That's not three verses. That's f- at least four years of at least one variety of perspiration, doing it in with the technology of the day. Okay, so uh, the point is that uh, the, in order to restore the temple, uh, it took them a long time but they did move out in faith before they had the support of everything else. You know, they didn't need the rest of, of the world to come together and say it's okay. But it did take a long time. Um, if you can note, talk about types of opposition that you've uh, heard me talk about. And if you want to do some more study in terms of uh, uh, Ezra, the last part of five and the first part of six, I, I'd commend that to you. And we don't have time to do that this morning. Um, so... The Jews were inspired. They've been perspiring for years now, uh, and now it's done. And now it's time to break. And if you look on your sheets, I've got the last part of uh, chapter 6, or some of it there. This is verse 16. And the sons of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the exiles celebrated the dedication of this house with joy. And they observed the feast of, this is verses uh, 18 to the end, and they observed the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy, had caused them to rejoice, and had turned the heart of the king of Assyria toward them to encourage them in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. Um, that The translation I used here uses the uh, English word dedication. Uh, and I know uh, Marty uh, loves to talk about the Greek and the Hebrew word. I want to talk about the English word, you know, meaning of, of the word dedication for a minute. Okay, so there, there's at least four meanings that I found in English of uh, what it means to be uh, dedicated. It could mean uh, devotion to a single purpose, such as uh, it dedicated one's life to music, okay? Uh, it could also mean to uh, offer something, as this song is dedicated to Jeff, uh, or depending on how many Jeffs you have at your table. Uh, we have a lot. Uh, or it can mean to set apart. Uh, you know, this, this room is dedicated to my collection of guitars, don't do that. I'm just, this is a suggestion. All right. Um, uh, you know, and here, it, dedication could mean to mark the completion of something or the opening of something new, uh, like the opening the temple. All of those uh, meanings kind of weave together this sense of uh, commitment and something that's not ordinary. A uh, couple of words I want you to, because a lot of stuff gets compressed in Ezra, I want to point out the last two words in verse 16 with joy. Uh, we can mark the opening of us with a ribbon cutting and cake and whatever and not be particularly joyful about it, uh, but uh, that's not how the people marked their dedication of this temple. 
uh, verse 17 describes the scope of the celebration, uh, and it's not on your sheet, uh, in terms of both the uh, uh, numbers of animals sacrificed, and only a part of which was the sin offering. Fascinating. Again, we don't have time to go into the the amount of, you know, what various types of animal sacrifices back in the day uh, were about, but only a part of this massive celebration was the sin offering. And I did look up the Hebrew word for dedication, uh, and, it turned, and you probably know it. It's Hanukkah. So uh, the people took this moment of dedication of, uh, to build foundations of worship in the temple, not just uh, to celebrate the fact that we're done, uh, again, this is in only two verses, so don't, don't miss this. They installed priests, they purified themselves, and they re- decided that they would remember the Passover day in accordance with the law. It, it wasn't enough just to have the... They wanted to uh, th- realize the ultimate purpose of that building, which is to set up proper worship of God and so that people could hear his word as, as well. Once all the proper pieces were in place... Uh, they were uh, not only able to celebrate the Passover, uh, you know, do the steps with the lamb and the blood and all that, but they celebrate joy once again. Uh, the final thing to notice in the final verse of Ezra 6 is the source of joy for the people is God himself. The Lord had caused them to rejoice. And they also, it wasn't necessarily uh, God driving this part as well, but they also rejoiced in the fact that the God had turned the heart of the king towards them. As well. So they were rejoicing for the fact that the temple was done, and it's kind of a side note that we got the government to go along with us. Isn't that interesting? So write down any reasons to celebrate that you might see, anything that strikes you the most. Let's see. Uh, not that one. Uh, okay. The, um, these books, Ezra and Nehemiah put together, can be difficult for us to read and understand. The times are different. Uh, much of what we read is kind of hard to conceptualize, like the volume and type of animal sacrifices and whatnot. And that can often be the case with God's word, but uh, as also is the case with God's word, apply it to our lives today. And today we see how God kind of gets right in the middle of what we might be up to even today. Uh, surely there is some work of restoration going on in your life. Um, maybe today's or this semester's your first time coming to base camp, uh, and that's your first step in wanting to get to know God better and get to meet with some great brothers. Maybe base camp's been a part of yours, and you're here to listen and to encourage one another at your, at your table. Um, maybe you made some resolutions last month, um, uh, and they were good things that God put on your heart that you want to go and do. Um, but resolve fades. And we get to that point in our life where it's now what? What do I do when I'm, I'm out of energy? Or the obstacles seem too big, or I've told myself no one too many times, or I can't, or it's too hard. Um, so today at your tables is your time to be the prophets to one another. Take time and encourage each other about God's will for your life. We're going to push one another. That's what this is really ultimately all about. We're trying to push one another to continue the work of God in your life uh, and take one more step down what could be a very, very long road. You're going to face opposition, just like the people did. Um, Some of it might come from your neighbors. Some of it might be even inside your own family. Some of it might come from the government. Uh, we, We first, though, ensure what you're doing is God's will. It's in accordance with his word. Uh, Out anyway. Take the next step. Uh, God will remove those impediments. 
if you, but you've got to move out in faith, and, and there's a lot of work to be done, but you've got to keep doing it. <clears throat> and remember, you're going to get to that point where the work is finally done, and, uh, but you're not done at that point, right? It, you need to take time to celebrate. You've got to celebrate. If you don't, you're going to keep the glory for yourself. You're not going to have an opportunity to give God the glory. And your celebration of whatever the victory might be, you could be sober for years, you're finally porn-free, you're debt-free, whatever it is, when you celebrate and you invite your brothers into that celebration, that might be the inspiration for some stuck who needs to know, hey, somebody can actually get there from here. And, and, and they need to hear that. Um, uh, by the way, uh, in case you're wondering, we do have a big celebration planned when our new temple is done. Okay, so that's going to be awesome. <clears throat> we'll give glory to God, <clears throat> and we'll uh, continue to work so that Burke Community Church is where we can get to know God and, and uh, uh, make him known. One last thing uh, before the discussion questions uh, is I, I mentioned Bill McFadden, and those of you who didn't get a chance to meet him personally, uh, you'll, you'll see him someday soon. He's walking uh, personally with the Lord right now, but when I think about, this is a very small aspect of a wonderful man's life, okay, but I see examples of inspiration when he uh, got a cabin somewhere out in West Virginia and probably decided to go to First Baptist Church in Parsons to meet Pastor Al and got some inspiration on, hey, you know what we could do? Our churches could work together. Maybe we can get our youth group involved and we could come out here. That was a lot <clears throat> of perspiration. A long time, decades, literally decades of, of our kids, my kids, a lot of your kids, and, and a lot of us standing on roofs and whatnot going out there. Uh, and the, um, the impact that that's had on my life and our kids' lives and us is, is a tremendous uh, legacy. And if you missed it, there was quite a celebration uh, at the end. And they celebrate every time that they're in, uh, serving one another in our churches uh, between us and West Virginia. Uh, and I'm, I was just humbled uh, by getting to know Bill and uh, seeing an example of what he uh, moved out to do in faith um, with the inspiration that God had given to him. So, at your tables, uh, your questions are in the bottom of your sheet. What's God called here? I list seven different things. These are just random areas to give you food for thought. Maybe there's some physical goal that you wanted to do or a financial thing. Talk about it uh, with your brothers and uh, where are you? On, on your journey? Are you in the middle of that opposition? Are you, are you at the end? Is it time to celebrate uh, and make plans uh, to uh, participate in God's work of your life? Let me pray for us. God, thank you for this morning and for these men and for the great gift of your word. Help us to apply it uh, in our lives today and, and use it to encourage one another, um, for we are not alone. We walk through this life together uh, and uh, ultimately with you, Lord, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. God is good.